Welcome to our first episode of MBA Mature by Accident. Today's uh, topic, we're basically going to talk about what's going on in our in our current lives. Um, obviously, we're dealing with the coronavirus and having to be home and having to adjust to all these new things. Um, so Sasha and I are just going to give our take on it. This is really our warm-up episode, trying to figure all of this out. Um, so hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I think you and said And then it right. we're probably going to segue into some other things after this episode. Yeah, I think you said um, it right. But we figured to start it off this way. Why not? For sure. I think you said it right, Gina, that, you know, we're trying to figure it out just like everybody is trying to figure out what to do in their daily lives, right? It's all just a, a work in progress, trying to take it day by day. Even if you don't know right. whether it's Tuesday or Saturday or Wednesday or Friday, it's all, you just gotta. I've been saying that every day is Monday except for Friday, <laughs> like at work, because it literally just feels like that. That's that's yeah. kind of how it is. <laughs> yeah. So, G, why don't you give us some ideas for your from your perspective, like what's going on in your world? How has your world changed because sure. of COVID-19? Sure. So uh, we're home. We're staying home and definitely social distancing. We're we're abiding by all of the CDC regulations. Yeah. Um, but that definitely means uh, that our home life is is much different. Um, yeah. My husband is an electrician. He he's working as much as he can. Business is kind of slow at this point. I am able to work from home, so I am I'm working from home. Um, and then the biggest change is having our kids. Um, be home as well. So we're also trying to homeschool them on top of our very busy uh, professional lives and kind of adjusting to this way of life. Um, homeschooling is challenging, um, but it's we're figuring it out. We're getting there. You know, we're, we're making it all work. So that's kind of what's going on with me. What's going on with you? Well, for me, I think so. It's just my wife and I. We don't have any kids. And the biggest thing has been um, the lack of travel. So for me in my day-to-day -day job, I did a lot of traveling. Um, initially, I traveled a lot internationally, but now my traveling is mostly domestic. And so there's not a lot of traveling anymore for obvious reasons, which has been an interesting development to go from traveling at least on a weekly basis to not traveling at all. Sure, and, yeah, I and imagine. Then, the other situation is that now I specifically work with health and hospital systems. And so even the ability to try to work from home is a lot different in that the primary groups that I talk to are not thinking about working with me and talking to me, right? Because they have right. significantly different priorities in the short term. One of the, one of the hospitals that we're currently in conversation with is in Florida. And so it's interesting because I don't really think about Florida as much because why would I, right? I live in Chicago. And so I'm not concerned about what's happening in Florida until I see that Jacksonville opened the beaches up again. Yes. Oh yeah. That was a big deal, huh? Or two days ago. And so now my concern isn't as much about those people going to the beach as it is about until Florida gets their act together, how am I supposed to continue to do my job and work with this health system that we might be trying to have a conversation with?
because the sooner that Florida opens up again, the sooner there's a possibility for all this to happen again, and the sooner that they lock it back down, which would mean that I would then just have to wait longer to continue to do yeah. what I need to do with that particular group. So. Absolutely. I know that people are stuck in their homes and they are trying you know, to make the best of this situation and they're dying to go out and do all mm -hmm. of those things that they would normally be doing. Well, I mean, now it's kind of definitely suggested that you stay home and that you, even if things start opening up, you, I think that we're still going to see this slow um, apprehension kind of be in, involved in like everything that we decide next, like sending your kids back to school is one thing or going to a restaurant is another, you know, there's, there's just things that we're now thinking about so differently than we did, you know, a year ago today. For sure. So for those of our listeners who don't know, uh, how old are your kids? How many kids do you have? Just so everybody can appreciate where oh, yeah. my little, my little ones. Um, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Um, and so my five-year-old is in kindergarten. Um, this was our first school year experience. Um, so I didn't know what to expect, obviously, in the beginning. And then I didn't know what to expect when homeschool started. And I don't have an educational, you know, background. I, I had some interest in it at one point, but I definitely am not a teacher. I give teachers all kinds of credit. They they are adapting these, you know, lesson plans to be for a, for a bunch of different adults to give to their children with different, you know, types of skills with computers and things like that. It's, they have been wonderful. Our teachers have been amazing. And um, I just, I give them a lot of credit for yeah. all that they do every day. So what kind of stuff are they doing then for your daughter who's in kindergarten? How is, how is uh, the lesson plan being shifted to, to digital or remote? Well, I don't know. Like, I feel like when I was in kindergarten, I don't know if it was as I, we had to learn as much, but I feel like they learn so much in kindergarten now. Like from the beginning of the year, Maya couldn't read and now she's reading books that like a pro. And um, so <laughs> I didn't want to really have her step back, you know, and mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that I kept up with all of those great things that she learned all year round because it really is awesome, you know, to see how much growth she had in, in only a few short months. Um, so we've been doing, they have like a Zoom meeting every week, um, sometimes more than once a week. And I think next week there's going to have like some individual conversations with their teachers as well. Um, but definitely reading, writing, math. We started incorporating some science things. Um, it's been kind of cool and for me being busy is helpful um, because it does make the time go by faster and and I know that you know people are bored in their homes but I definitely have so much going on in my home that I'm not bored um, so I, I keep telling those people they can be you know a, a, a substitute teacher if they want to zoom with my <laughs> sure but uh, yeah that's kind of where our life is it's a little crazy at the moment but it's um, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. What are they what about doing? You? So I know the Florida thing, but yeah. in different parts of the country, are there different people and different, you know, sort of regulations that prevent you or prohibit you from doing your job? Or is it, do you see different variations from different parts of the country? I know some 
I think the Midwest maybe wasn't as impacted. Is, do you have any any people in the Midwest? Like, is is there any differences regionally for you? For the company as a whole, so it's totally different for myself, uh, from for me, and then for my wife. So, for me, my biggest thing is that we have people. So in my division, <laughs> I'm sort of unique in that I'm the only one that has my position. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about your position <laughs> and what you do? Because I don't know if our listeners will know. Um, and we, yeah, we had this whole convo <laughs> about yeah, your job. True. Fair enough. They can't, they can't, I can't talk about my job if I don't really give that out. Maybe we should do that first. Um, so in my role, I do business development for health systems. And so we're trying to partner with health systems because I work for a health intelligence company, which basically does genetic testing and data abstraction to in my sort of professional lines right in that elevator pitch you do professional that you give to other people when you're telling them okay this is what your role is so my, t my title is manager for health systems and we do business development to be able to provide clinical insights back to the hospital system for them to help their patients right so we take the data that they have we work with it and then provide it back to them to hopefully improve their clinical use when helping larger data, larger uh, sets of population and people. So I say all of that, which sounds really complicated. I say all of that to say that I work with health systems as I was alluding to before. And so for me, I'm the only one that has that role. In the other roles that we have, of course, everybody's impacted. Our headquarters were <clears throat> initially in New York City we've got a couple labs in Western Connecticut and so right in the epicenter of everything right from Fairfield County Westchester County in Manhattan itself and so everybody's impacted there the reps that we have in California are impacted Texas everywhere I think there's only one state out of the 50 that hasn't had stay-at-home rules in place or guidelines in place and that's South Dakota and so outside of South Dakota, everybody's been impacted. And so for me, there's, it's been difficult to try to get work done in that everybody that I work with is impacted and all the groups that I would work with are impacted. For my wife, it's and been I different. I just wanted to say one thing, like the one part of that that's interesting to me is that I'm very focused because I'm so busy in my home and my in my town and I'm really not leaving my town at all these days. Um, that it's hard for me, and I, you know, don't like to listen to the news as much as I probably should, but I, it's hard for me to kind of relate when I'm dealing with, you know, a lot of things that are happening right here in Connecticut, and um, only a couple other states are states that I interact with regularly, but they seem to be the same as, as what we're doing. Um, but it's cool to me to hear the, the differences from your perspective and how work is different and how your work is impacted. I yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. So I think not, and so not only for mine, but as you had mentioned, your husband, right, as an electrician, how he's impacted. So my wife is a genetic counselor, and she works with IVF patients. And 80% or so of the IVF clinics around the country right now are closed. And so patients wow. are really patients are really freaking out because, as you could imagine, anybody who understands anything about IVF, excuse me, is that it can be quite time sensitive. And there's no real light at the end of the tunnel for people who are going through that journey. So it's been quite oh, difficult for her. It's been quite yeah. difficult for her as well. Um, and I think from just sort of that other perspective is, right, you live in Connecticut. I live in Chicago. And the idea that we live in a big city of millions of people, it's also interesting to see 
how some part of the population of even a big city like ours just isn't listening. And right. then there's that other population, the side of the population who will not leave their apartment or their house or yes, their exactly, their house, whatever for months. And In so Chicago, um, so I've seen obviously the pictures of many different streets being barren. Is mm. that how it is in Chicago? Is do yeah. you feel like it's the same? I mean, so we we went to the grocery store yesterday, and you can definitely see. So yesterday was a weekend, but you can definitely see that there's a lot less people on the road. Um, I think the biggest concern that we have is that as the weather gets warm, right. how do you keep people who have been inside for most of the winter and have dealt with the cold for most of the winter, how do you keep them inside when the weather is 70 and 80? And right. the summertime well, in Chicago is how people get excited. Right? Exactly. I was just going to say people, I, not even living in Chicago, people know about the Chicago summers and, and how important that is to people who mm -hmm. live in Chicago. Um, I can't imagine. I can't yeah. imagine how that's going to impact. Um, yeah. It's going to be different. And I think that's that's the other part, too, is because we live in a big city, unlike in in central Connecticut, you don't have parks everywhere. You don't have grass everywhere. You don't have an opportunity. And even if you did, you can't go to those places now, right? All those places are closed. So it's not like in your in your neighborhood, in your neck of the woods, where you can take a little walk and see greenery or see right. nature. Here you have right. to go far and you're not supposed to be going anywhere. So don't get in your car and drive to the local forest preserve or don't get in here to your car or the train and go to the lakefront. So it's been tough. It's been really tough, I think, just because there are so many people involved and all of those people just don't have the same mentality about how to do things. Yes. Well, it's definitely important to be staying home. I think that we're echoing that sort of sentiment by the CDC mm -hmm. and, and we're definitely in support of, if, of staying home and keeping this virus under control. And also thank you to all the healthcare workers and sure. all the essential employees. I, it's really been amazing to see them get the spotlight that they deserve. They they do this stuff on a regular basis. And now I feel like it's so important for us to thank every single hospital worker and and you know people who are stocking our grocery stores and delivering our Amazon packages yeah. and, and things like that are, are just so so amazing and, and definitely how this is gonna get us through. So thank yeah. you for, for all of those people out there who are listening. Yeah, you know, I think you bring up an interesting point because I know in both of our immediate families, we have healthcare providers, right? So we know people who are doing that, we're related to them, those people are part of our everyday life. And I have so many people in my family that are healthcare providers, obviously my wife included, but my wife has been working from home for a while. But the ones that are going to the hospital, we are resigned to the fact that somebody in my family is going to get affected. Right, right. Like we we know it's coming because so many of these people work at the hospital. There are so it's many. A scary people thought, who, yeah. You know, and so we're just we know that it's coming, and so as much as we want to think, okay, let's clap for them and make noise at seven o'clock or whatever the case is, for those of us who aren't the providers but are the families of the providers and the support system for the providers, it's also been difficult because we sort of know that somebody's going to get it. We just don't know who. Yeah. And we're just hoping that. You know that person is young enough and and can and will easily get through it whenever that happens because it's almost guaranteed that it's coming for sure so. and that's a scary thought and it's 
it's things like that that you don't really realize. Like if someone in your family got it, you wouldn't be able to go to the hospital to see no question. Them, you know, and you wouldn't be able to like I had unfortunately something happen in my family where somebody is isn't is in need of hospital hospitalization and we're not able to see them and it's just it's to adapt to that and to have the stress of a loved one being in the hospital it's just it's scary and it's it's not something that we want for any of our loved ones and and we know that they're putting themselves in harm's way and and to help this cause which is so noble and um, so wonderful yeah you know it's I mean just to continue to talk about like unique situations that we don't think about um, my cousin has, he and his wife have a grandparent individually who are not doing well. One of them's in India. One of them's in hospice care on the other side of the country from where they live. So the grandparent who's in India, they, there's no way to see them, right? If they, if they are to pass away, you can't even get there because India has locked down um, any tourists coming in and the only way you could even be allowed to travel there if you could find a flight that's going there is you have to write a letter to the mission or the consulate giving a legitimate reason as to why you want to travel so who knows how long it would take to even get approval to fly there if something were to happen and wow. then the other the other grandparent who's in hospice care you could as exactly what you were saying even if you flew all the way to stand outside the hospice you can't go in and so nobody's allowed to be there for that particular individual, knowing full well that if you're in a hospice care, you're already expecting these to be the, the last few days or last few weeks of their life. Nobody can be there to be that support system as they continue along. And so, you know, it's interesting as we think about like the mature aspects of this, right? As adults, we are adults, we have to deal with this, but there's no way to know how many different angles that this is actually being played out in and how many people are being affected or how many ways are getting affected because it's directly impacting so many people in so many different ways. Yeah, and, and to kind of bring that full circle back to our podcast, I think that these are the times where you are being mature by accident, right? We're getting through this virus and we're learning so many different things and how to readjust and what life may be like on the other side that, you are using those skills to be mature, you know, and you are sure. using, it's definitely by accident or on purpose, whatever you choose, but you know, there's, there's going to be things that we learn from this and there's going to be lessons that come out the other side that are going to make us who we are in, in a decade, we're probably still going to be talking about that time that we all had to be in quarantine and, oh. and what that was like. And, and yeah. you know, what, what are you going to do during quarantine if you're not these health healthcare workers, what are you trying to do to, to, you know, make the time go by, you know, how are you being a pillar of, you know, the social distancing? Um, those are types of things that are, you know, lessons you're learning along the way. And through this podcast, we're going to try to dissect these different topics and understand how, how we learned from them and how it was a little bit by accident, right, mm. that you learned different lessons along the way. For sure. I'm, so I know you said you didn't or aren't following the news all the time. Have you seen that people are protesting? Did you see no. that? No. Oh. There people. <laughs> Again, I'm too busy in my own little. <laughs> yeah. So people are people are oh, protesting. It's protesting the social distancing because it's yeah. against the Constitution. Oh no, wearing masks, right? All wearing of it. masks. They're protesting oh. all of it. You're you're trampling. I did on hear my... a little. 
yeah you're trampling, a little. you're trampling on my civil liberties i don't want to listen to whatever right i mean everybody's argument is so different so protests happening in various states around the country where people are protesting that these rules are then being set you know enacted and putting them in a position where they feel like their liberties are being trampled yeah so it's an, it's an interesting time to be alive it really is interesting it's sure. it's uh there's definitely things going around you know the country that we want to hear from people about and we want to get a better understanding and and learn how we can grow from this and be better people on the other side um so yeah that's that's where we are today <laughs> yeah for sure so just so everybody knows right our entire podcast is not going to be about coronavirus and COVID-19 no. <laughs> we just wanted to give you know people an understanding that this is where we are today we understand that the rest of the world is also in the same boat and so you can't sort of skip out on addressing the white elephant the big elephant in the room there and be able to talk about it and so one of the ways that we we do want to end this and wrap up all of our episodes as we go forward is to try to have a a little note of positivity to to leave everybody on the right foot and so the thoughts of the day are very important for us um and so I'll I'll start with mine I think for me you know we talk about everybody sort of being at home and and something that I've struggled with and I can be honest about it is being patient with out a real timeline everything is still TBD and everything continues to happen and progress as it does where safe distancing or social distancing and stay-at-home guidelines are going to be enacted but then likely changed and just prolonged for a long time and so patience has been important uh, for me to have to try to get more of because it's not something that I will honestly say is something I've been really good at and so one quote by Jean-Jacques Rousseau which I thought was important and that I will share with the group is you know patience is bitter but its fruit is sweet and so inevitably we just have to get through it because whatever it is that we're waiting for and we're trying to get to is going to be worth it and I just have to keep reminding myself of that because sometimes it's really difficult to look at the four walls and say, <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna get through this and to make sure wow. that I don't I to make sure I don't drive my wife crazy in the meantime. <laughs> um and and I think that we definitely could practice patience uh, more in in our home too. And I I'm sure across the country um there are homes that probably people could practice a little more patience, especially with your new schedule, your new adjustment, your new life, um, I think important to definitely practice those patients um, and with homeschooling and working and being interrupted <laughs> in meetings and, and those kinds of things are, are just normal way of life now. Um, my, my quote is a little bit different and um, I my quote is basically um, staying positive doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time. It means that even on hard days, you know there are better ones coming and I definitely think there are plenty of better days that are coming. And I think that this is just a little reminder that it doesn't mean, you know, that every day is going to be sparkling and, and, you know, rainbows and unicorns. It just means that you're going to outlook and look at things a little bit differently um, and, and try to know that there's definitely better things to come. Awesome. I mean, and positivity and patience are definitely the two things we would preach today for sure, because, 
the absence of those two things can put people in a dark place and we definitely don't want anybody to go there. So stay strong as you yeah. go forward. Yeah, that's well, the, that's the only for... thing the only thing you can do. That's true. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you all for listening to our first episode. Uh, we are doing this and learning as we go, but we're learning wants to be featured on our podcast. New episodes definitely will have other voices. We'll be asking some of our friends and families to join in. Um, and we're really just in this to have fun and put some smiles on people's faces and kind of talk about things that people are already talking about. So uh, thanks for listening. and. Um, Hope you listen to the next one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So tune in again. Uh, this was really great. Appreciate the opportunity to co-host this episode. So once again, this was Mature by Accident, Gina Sasso, Shashwa Baxi. Everybody stay safe. Take care. We out.